You're listening to The Kelly Track Show. I'm your host, Kelly Track, author, coach, and eternal optimist. Each week, I'll give you lessons to elevate your life, reclaim your personal power, and truly awaken and transform. Your best life starts right now. Hey, 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 welcome back to the show. I'm so excited to have you here today listening in to this episode with Dominique Huang. But before we get going, I want to let you know and ask you if you've done my free quiz. Yep, that's my free quiz. And yep, I'm talking in a Southern draw. So this is my quiz called What's Your Zone of Genius? So if you've always wondered, hmm, I wonder what I am really amazing at. What should I offer? What can I sell? How can I start a business? What am I even going to create? If you've wondered any of those questions, you need to get your tush on over to kellytrack.com slash genius. That's kellytrack.com slash genius to take the free quiz. Okay, totally free. Free nine to nine. So this quiz is going to break down what your zone of genius is, what makes you super unique and special in a very saturated market, because let's be real, there's a lot of people who sell stuff online these days, but when you tap into your genius, you can truly stand up from the crowd. And I'm also going to tell you what you should be selling based on your zone of genius, how to market your offerings based on your zone of genius, and how you can make 10K months, and including a graph, like, hello, yeah, I made you a graph on how you could be making money off what items from stuff you've sold that's based on your zone of genius. So yeah, you get a free five-page report and a breakdown of your zone of genius when you go to kellytrack.com slash genius. Did I say genius enough? Yes, I hope so. kellytrack.com slash genius. Okay, <laughs> all right, all right. So let's get into today's episode. Today, I have my friend Dominique Huang on the podcast. So Dominique Huang and I go way back. We met at Draper U, which is a pre-accelerator program for young minds. So I think you have to be 25 and under to go, but it is a pre-accelerator program that is taught by billionaire venture capitalist Tim Draper. And he brings in all of like the literally coolest mentors and founders in, in tech. And you're learning from people from, you know, Facebook, Apple, Google, various VC firms, Stanford, um, so many incredible founders. Like, for example, Elon Musk spoke one year. We, I didn't see him speak, but he spoke in one of the rounds before us. Anyways, it's like crazy things like that. We had a really cool setup. So you you stayed, you stayed on campus. So it was this old hotel they turned into this school. So upstairs were like your little hotel rooms and bunk beds where you'd sleep. And then downstairs you would learn in the, in the days. So, and there was like a pool. So Dominique and I had a lot of fun there. That was a really cool time of my life. And it was just a bunch of like young, bright, cool kids doing cool things, making cool stuff. So it was a really cool experience. I said cool like a thousand times, but anyways, I don't know how else to describe it. <laughs> and so Dominique was studying computer science at Wellesley College and had worked at Intel and Microsoft and then came to me saying, hey, I would like to build my own business. So we got started working on that and now she has a psyche business, which is really exciting. And in this episode, we talk about how she launched this while she was still in school. And we talk about what Psych K is and this subconscious healing modality. And we talk a lot about what it's like to go to school for one thing and then kind of do something totally different and more creative. <laughs> and her and I have both done this in our lives. And we've also got started on businesses very young in traditional eyes of society, but there really is no... There's no time of when you can become an entrepreneur. It's whenever you say you want to. But we talk a lot about that, about, you know, having the courage to go after something different than what you studied in school, pursuing a more creative line of work, honoring and following your heart, and getting started early and getting started young. You know, we both 
started soon. Like Dominique started while she was still in university and I started right after university. So yes, uh, early bird gets the worm. <laughs> so, <laughs> so yeah, this is a great episode and I really hope you enjoy it just as much as I do. So this is Dom's official bio. So Dominique is a loving and heart-centered psyche facilitator who works with clients anywhere in the world to easily and effectively transform any self-limiting beliefs triggers and traumas in minutes. Yes, like literally it's super fast. Her journey to this work started at an early age when she found herself drawn to all things related to wellness, health, and self-development. Through her own wellness journey of shedding unconventional expectations to tune into her own inner wisdom, she discovered an energy psychology called Psyche, which was the easiest approach she had ever tried to rapidly transform anxieties and limiting beliefs. With Psyche, she was able to peel away the layers of subconscious programming that were causing anxiety, mental distress, and physical distance in the body, and live in a constant state of optimal health, flow, and ease. So today, she shares her love for Psyche as a Psyche facilitator and works with clients to easily and rapidly transform their own lives from states of fear, resistance, or disempowerment to peace, love, and empowerment. All right, let's go to the show. All right. Well, welcome to the show, Dom. I'm so excited to have you here. Thank you so much, Kelly. So before we get started with some of the questions I have for you today, I would love to do a little rapid fire. If you are game, are you open to that? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, let's do it. Cool. Okay. First question. What's your favorite crystal? So I only own one crystal. <laughs> <laughs> which is it's the rose quartz crystal that you gifted me so Aww. so that's my favorite one yeah oh I love that and I was laughing because I I knew as soon as I asked this question I was like oh right I feel like you definitely told me that that this is your first crystal and it was from me and now I feel like I'm plugging myself <laughs> <laughs> I got it after coaching with Kelly <laughs> Um, oh that's so sweet though I'm so glad you love it rose quartz is such a, I love the color of it too that like that sort of like milky whitey pink is so pretty to look at yeah yeah no it's a really beautiful one and then I remember when I told you like it was my first crystal and you were like oh this one's about about love and self-love which you knew was was very big to me I think yeah it's, it's just very special to me yeah I always think gifted crystals are really interesting because it's whenever I like am drawn to a crystal or I get gifted one I'm always like googling the meaning ASAP I'm like what is this about I'm like what's the universe uh -huh. trying to tell me or like you know say I need to like you know work on or something I feel like it's gonna like help me with I always think it's so interesting so I always I always do a little google of what the meaning is behind the crystal yeah totally totally and are you a digital calendar kind of person or a pen and paper I'm I'm a digital calendar person for sure. Mm, I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised. <laughs> <laughs> Coffee or tea? Tea. What kind of tea? Oh, I do a lot of like herbal teas. I try to stay away from caffeine. So um, anything with like ginger or honey ginger or um, chamomile is good too. Interesting. Oh, that's so interesting. Good for you for staying away from the caffeine. That's that's like I feel like a really good skill set to have. <laughs> the ability to abstain from caffeine. <laughs> oh my gosh. No, I I mean I used to drink so much coffee and then I think it was just it was making my energy spike throughout the day rather than like consistent energy. Although I've seen people also talk about like um 
like have you heard of adding butter to your coffee or yes. adding some sort of yeah the, like, like the bulletproof fat coffee yeah 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 totally so so I haven't tried that yet so as of now I'm doing the whole herbal tea <laughs> situation yeah that's good I'm really trying to wean off caffeine myself so you are my uh caffeine free oh. expander <laughs> so sweet and then what's your favorite book oh favorite book mm. there's so many good ones I think the alchemist I will say is one of my favorites because that one was gifted to me by by my friends and it's very beautiful and very spiritual but it's done so in such a a beautiful artsy way I think the way that the author talks about it and writes about it and he himself had such a, a journey too. So yeah, I, I would say that one's one of my favorites. Mm, I love that. And then are you an East Coast kind of gal or a West Coast person? Oh, I'm completely a West Coast person. Nice, nice. And then what's a book that you've recently read and totally loved? Ooh, I'm recently reading Becoming Supernatural. Oh. Dispenza, which is just, it's so interesting and it's it's very dense um but yeah he just he brings so much to it he really like bridges that you know woo woo like spiritual side with the the science behind why this stuff works so yeah that one's really interesting right now yeah he's like a genius I don't know how he knows all that stuff and like figured it all out and he's just he's so smart whenever I read that book I'm like man like this is this is like some cutting edge stuff yeah, yeah, but and he breaks it down in a way that that totally makes sense too, right? Like the I don't know the exact wording. It's like the the familiar past or the predictable future. I think that's how he worded it. And yeah, it's just it's so interesting. And he's been doing this for such a long time too. Yeah, he's a fascinating guy for sure. Yeah. And then who are some of your biggest expanders right now, or like things you're being expanded by, or stuff that makes you feel expansive? Ooh, Kelly, you are one of my biggest expanders. Thank you. <laughs> I appreciate that. And um, I would say two other people who I really, really admire right now, two people who are really expansive for me are um, Mama Medicine. She's a big one. And then another woman called Chloe Garcia-Ponce. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they're just, I think because they do this, healing work but they're so um they just have so much integrity and when you hear them talk and you hear the the content that they share they just they do it with so much love and and um yeah yeah they're they're really wonderful about the work that they do so yeah those two people oh I love that and I uh I love how you listed mama medicine and Chloe Garcia Pons as well because they are like in the they're in the both in the healing healing worlds, right? Yeah. Chloe does that too, correct? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and they, you know, it's when when the things you admire in others is what is inside of you. So that's always good. Yeah. That's always a good little reminder too, because I can totally see like what they do in their energy in in what you do for sure, especially with Psyche now. Thank you, thank you so much. You're so welcome. And then, what is something that you're obsessed with right now? Ooh, something I'm obsessed with. Oh, candles. I've been really, mm. lately, I lit a candle right before this um, podcast interview. So I, I have it right now on my desk. So yeah, I'm really loving that. 
I love that. Yeah, I only really got into candles like this year. I, um, I don't, this is so, so embarrassing. I have never lit a match with a little, <laughs> um, like the little match on the thing in my life because it scares me so yeah. much. So yeah. I only could do candles. I bought a, like one of those, the ones where you click the lighter, oh, yeah. uh, like yeah. electric lighter things. And then now I can use candles, but the striking a match, I've tried to strike the match. I just cannot do it. And then I freak myself out and it's all like a mental thing, but I cannot strike the match. <laughs> so I like did not use candles for a long time out of just not having anything to light it with. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, totally fair. I have one of those clicky, clicky things too. Um, and also, you know how people can, what's it called? Like extinguish a candle just by with their fingertips have you seen those in like oh, movies oh yeah i don't know how people do that and i know they say like it doesn't hurt right it doesn't burn because it's so fast but yeah i'd be curious to try that <laughs> you let me know how that goes I, yeah i will watch <laughs> we'll do that live on the podcast yeah live 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 demo <laughs> 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 so I'd love to pivot a little bit and start talking about Psyche and the work you do with Psyche. So first and foremost, what is Psyche and can you share with the listeners what this modality is? Yes, definitely. So Psyche is a very spectacular process and approach that allows you to really quickly and really effectively tap into the subconscious mind and change any self-limiting beliefs, stresses, and fears. So when you think about the mind, there's the conscious mind and the subconscious mind, right? And I think before people look into this work, they think, oh, the subconscious governs our, you know, breathing and blinking and sleeping and all of the things that we don't really have to think about. Whereas the conscious mind governs everything else, right? Like, oh, I decided to do this and I decided to eat this and then go to work and this is what I do at work. But what this new modern science is showing us is that we're actually operating 95 to 99% of the time from our subconscious mind and only 1% to 5% of the time from our conscious mind. So all of these things that we think we're consciously doing, whether it's the work that we're choosing to do or the way that we show up in the world or the relationship we have with ourselves and with others, most of the time this is actually coming from the subconscious mind and the subconscious was formed ages zero to seven. So what's happening is that ages to set zero to seven, we're like picking up all of these programs and all of these beliefs about how the world works, about who we are, about what we're capable of, about what life is like, like all of these things. And then we start to operate from that place after age seven. So now when we're much older, we think like, oh, we're consciously doing such and such. But really what it is, is just these programs and beliefs that we inherited when we were kids that are just playing out as we get older. And the thing is, sometimes these beliefs are very helpful, right? Like there's a reason why the subconscious works. It's to help us survive. It's when we're kids, we can learn how to survive in this world. And that that part makes sense. But sometimes we inherit beliefs that we're not worthy of the best that life has to offer or that the world is unsafe or that we are not enough or that we're not qualified or we're not worthy of unconditional love, right? We may inherit this belief that 
we are loved, but we're only loved when we do a certain thing or when we act a certain way or when we pursue a certain type of life that we're worthy of love. We don't pick up this belief that we're worthy of love just as we are. So when these beliefs start to play out, they start to create patterns of disempowerment or patterns that cause stress and disease in the body and all of these things. So with Psyche, what you can do is very, very quickly in a matter of minutes, transform any of the, these beliefs. And you don't need to be aware of what belief it was. All you have to do is think like, okay, where in my life am I facing resistance right now? So maybe it's work that you're doing. Yeah. Which is, which is really interesting. You don't have to know like, oh, I was, you know, this age and this person said this to me and that's why I have this block. If you know, you know, that's great and we can work on it. But even if you don't know, all you have to know is, okay, what do I want instead? And you can think, oh, I want peace in my life or I want joy or I want to feel worthy and qualified of, of the life that I desire or whatever it is that sounds right to you. That's the belief that we can create. And if there's any stress, any fears, we can also clear that just as quickly and just as effectively. So in a nutshell, I would say that's kind of what Psyche is and that's what it does. I love that. And I love that you shared the best place to sort of start digging into these blocks is where you are getting a resistance in life. Because I think that is such like a clear articulation of where we do experience blocks. It's like the area in our life where we're not getting what we want, or we feel like it's hard, or it's really uphill, or that sort of feeling of like, oh my God, that's so distant or far from me, or I can't have it, or I've been doing this for so long and why is this not happening? I think that word resistance really rings true as like where those blocks do lie in the subconscious mind. Um, and I think Psych K is such an interesting modality because it's really fast. Um, all right. Mm -hmm. And you very generously gifted me a session and I loved it so much. I actually did our session when I was at home um, mm -hmm. at my parents' house and my mom, when I was done, she's like, oh, she's like, what kind of call were you on? You like cheered and you were, it sounds like you're having so much fun. And that's because like, um, in Psych K, every time you clear a block, you cheer and you celebrate. And we were going, yay. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and, um, this stuff is just like, it, really feels like magic and it's really fun and it's very uniquely different than anything else I've tried. So can you kind of describe what a session is like for the listener? Yeah, definitely. Definitely. And oh my gosh, I'm so happy you mentioned the cheering part. Cause that's my favorite part too, right? Like you do something and you're like, yay. <laughs> or, um, you know, some people dance. So the way that a session is structured is you kind of come and you work with a facilitator and you start by identifying what the area of um, your life you want to work on. So maybe it's like, oh, I want to work on self-worth or I want to work on self-love or I'm really having a difficult time in um, my relationship, right? So you kind of start by identifying where you are facing that resistance. And then the most important part is we shift into, okay, what do you want instead, right? And I think this is one of the really, really key parts that is important when working with your subconscious because you have to define for your subconscious what you want, right? You can't just say, well, I don't want fear or I don't want stress because the subconscious, you have to tell it, okay, I want peace or I want love, right? Or it's not even I want. When you do the balance, it's a it's about, you know, having peace and having love. 
um, the way that my instructor explained it, I thought was such a good analogy. He said, if you go to a restaurant, right, and the waiter comes to you and says, okay, what do you want? Right. And imagine if you said, well, I don't want chicken. <laughs> and the waiter goes back to the kitchen and says, okay, this person doesn't want chicken. And then the chefs go, well, okay, well, what does this person want? And then the waiter comes back to you again and says, okay, so what do you want? And then you say again, well, I don't want chicken. Right. And then the, the waiter just kind of goes back and forth between you and the kitchen and the kitchen still doesn't know what you want. So the most important part is kind of defining, okay, I want, you know, lettuce or, oh, I want cucumbers or whatever it is that you want to order. <laughs> lettuce and cucumbers, please. <laughs> yeah. Um, and that's kind of what we do with the subconscious, right? So it's like, oh, well, I don't want, um, maybe I don't want anxiety. So I want peace, right? And then what we do is we go through a balance and that's the term in case. So when your brain is in distress or when there's fear or resistance, there is this thing called brain dominance theory. So the brain hemisphere, there's two brain hemispheres. And what happens is when there is this distress and resistance, one hemisphere actually dominates over the other. So when we do a balance, what that term refers to is creating a balance between the two hemispheres so they can be aligned again and open to this new belief or clearing out the fear or clearing out the stress, whatever it is. So we do a balance and there's actually a lot of different types of balances and your subconscious is actually the one that defines what balance we do. So we always test the subconscious, what kind of balance is right for this belief or what kind of balance is right for clearing this stress. And then we also do a series of checks to see if it's right to balance at this time, which is, I think, a thing that's very unique in Psyche as well. So it's not just about like, oh, you want this, you get this. But we always do a check for, is this the right moment for you to balance for this, right? Because if you were to balance for something and it created more harm mm -hmm. in your life, then it's definitely not something that we would want to proceed with. So we always do a series of checks to make sure that this will bring something positive into your life, that this won't cause more distress or more harm to your life. That's a really important component. And the last part is defining um, or checking whether or not your subconscious understands what it is that we are balancing for. And this is also a really unique thing that I haven't really seen in too many other modalities. It's, mm -hmm. it isn't just about like repeating, okay, I have peace. I have peace. We check, does your subconscious understand what peace means, right? Because if you don't understand it, then you can do all of these affirmations or whatever it is, but your subconscious won't be able to manifest it in your life because it doesn't know what that is. It doesn't know what that looks like or feels like. So we do a series of, of checks and we do a series of balances. And as the balances go, uh, go on, you kind of peel back all of these layers of the subconscious. So, okay. So say you want peace. So you do a balance for, for whatever it is that's, that maybe you want to create to have peace in your life. And then you might think, Oh, I think that's actually connected to this. And then this is connected to this. And so we peel back the layers of the subconscious until, um, the client senses that there's no more resistance to this area that they wanted to, to work on. And then 
Um, at the very end, we do a small set of action steps. So we talk about what action steps you can do to um, bring this new change and these new beliefs into your life. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much for sharing that. The way you explained that was so good because Psyche is very different. It's, mm-hmm. it's really its own unique thing. And the steps and the session and the process is very unlike anything else I've done. And you also do muscle testing on the other side, correct? To see yes. if what I'm mm-hmm. saying verbally aligns with what is in my subconscious. Is that kind of how it goes? Yes, definitely. Definitely. So I do muscle testing on your behalf. Um, and if we were in person, I could do the muscle testing with your muscles as well to do these series of checks and ask your subconscious what kind of balance it wants. Mm, gotcha. Gotcha. And then can you share a little bit about how you got into doing Psyche? Yeah, definitely. Definitely. And, you know, it's such a beautiful journey. I think the last time we talked, I, I kind of mentioned like I didn't intend to become a psyche facilitator. That's not why I went to the workshops. And in some ways I feel like this work found me. I, there was a time in college when I was experiencing a lot of anxiety. That's how I first found the modality. And it was a very low point for me, mental health wise. And I was talking to the therapist at, at my school and she was saying like, Oh, maybe you should try cognitive behavioral therapy. And, you know, there's also anti-anxiety medication and, um, all of these things. And I think there's nothing wrong with right CBT and there's nothing wrong with taking these medications. But for me, I think the part that just really was difficult for me to accept was that it had to be this hard to, um, to clear this anxiety. Right. And it was a lot of it was stemming from something that happened Um, something that I experienced when I was six years old. So that was kind of when the subconscious is forming, right? And it was hard for me to accept that resolving this and resolving these fears and these stresses was going to be such a long and difficult process. And so I really started to ask the question, like, does growth have to be this hard? Does growth have to be this hard? can't it be easier? And I think that's when I found it was through Instagram. I found, um, a psyche facilitator and he was talking about how you can really transform these fears and beliefs in minutes. And when I found it, I was like, I was like, this, this seems very fishy, right? You know, it can't be that fast and it can't be that effective, but I really resonated with the content he was sharing and all of the stories that he he was talking about. So I decided to give it a try. And then I had that experience where I was really like, whoa, <laughs> it is so fast and it's so effective. And I wouldn't say that the anxiety completely disappeared after that one session, because for me, um, there were a lot of layers to it. But over time, the more I worked with facilitators and the more I peeled away those layers, the more um, I started to clear all of this resistance from my life. And then my mental health improved, my physical health improved, everything improved. And I ended up going to a psyche workshop. And for that, it wasn't really about like, oh, I want to train to do this for other people. But for 
that it was really, it was around some of the blocks that I was experiencing in my life. And I told myself that this was something that I was going to do just for me. Right. And I think you talk a lot about this in your podcast as well, about how, you know, society tells us to do one thing and, you know, maybe from family, we get all of these expectations of what we're supposed to do and who we're supposed to be. Whereas for us, maybe there's something that's really tugging at our heart in a different direction. And for me, my heart was really asking for, for this honoring of myself and doing something for myself. So that's how I found myself in the first Psych K workshop. And then that led me down the path of more and more Psych K and then eventually offering Psych K to clients. Mm, I love that so much. That's such a beautiful story too, because the work always does find you. And it's one of those mm. things that you know, it just sort of appears when you're ready and it comes in a really unexpected form and you have to be open to it too, which is one of the things that I really admire for you is that you go for it and like you feel like the ping, as Lacey Phillips would say, you get the inspired action and then you like, you do it. You don't just like, you know, sit around and be like, oh, I'll do that in like five years. <laughs> you're like, oh, uh, well, why don't I become a certified in this now? Um, and I want to talk about this because I think this is what makes you very unique and also successful in what you do. And when you take on an endeavor, you, you pursue it and you take action on it. So I had shared before in the first episode we did, which I'll link in the show notes, um, we had originally met at Draper University, which is this pre-accelerator program for young entrepreneurs um and it's like a residency program you come and you live in this giant old hotel in san mateo california and you learn from different um speakers mentors uh vcs and it's run by tim draper who is a uh, venture capitalist and he kind of trains these young minds in sort of this the school of entrepreneurship versus like a traditional school setting so I originally met you in that summer program and like even back then like you had like taken the leap to apply and and go spend the summer at Draper U and then you know you were working on starting your own business while you were still in college and then you got certifi certified as a psych K instructor um, before you graduated and now you're offering these sessions so would you sort of say there was like a tipping point in your life when you kind of decided like hey, I should take some action on my desires or is this just like an, an innate part of your nature? How would you kind of describe that feeling inside of you? Oh, that's, that's a really, really good question. I think, I think I've always been kind of a seeker and that's actually something that I didn't realize. That was something when working with you that you helped me see was that I was always asking these bigger questions in life and um, seeking these bigger things and um, thinking about what it meant to like live consciously, right? I think I think that I feel like that's kind of why we got along so well when we met at Draper. It was that we, even though <laughs> the work that we were doing back then is so different from the work that we're doing now, we were both kind of thinking about the life that we wanted to live, mm -hmm. right? Not that we didn't have resistance and it's not that we didn't have blocks because I think, you know, both of us definitely did. And, and we, you know, I think that's just kind of a process of, of deconditioning for, for, um, that's just our journey through, through life really. But, um, I've always been kind of seeking these bigger things and thinking about life and the kind of life I want to live. And, um, later on thinking about how I want to serve and, as 
as far as like the moment, I would say, I think when I did coaching with you, it really opened my mind up to like, wow, it's not really just about like thinking about like the life I want to live. And it's not really about just like having these, these thoughts in my head and not taking action. So you helped me see a lot of that. And it's really, and you don't need to know everything. It's really the most important part is making that decision of wanting to do this thing and then having the intention to carry it out, I believe. And I think the, the final, the moment really was that first psyche workshop that I mentioned when I was like, this isn't for anyone else. Um, and it's not for society. It's not for, um, cultural expectations or whatever expectations that others set on me. It was only for me and it was for myself. And, um, that was a, a huge tipping point for me, I would say. Oh, I love that you shared that so much. Cause I really resonate with that, especially, you know, what you shared about just doing it for yourself. And, you know, I feel like that is such a key part of it, you know, doing it because you want to do it. And it doesn't matter what your parents say or your partner or your, your cousins or your coworkers or your boss or like, you know, your professors, it's, it's really honoring that, that dream and that little like spark and that little like glimmer of hope and that aspiration inside of you. And I really feel like that has been a lesson I have been relearning. Like, I feel like that has been probably the theme and the message that the last like six months of my life has been really trying to get me to pay attention to is like, listen to your desires, like follow your gut, like figure out your path. You know, mm -hmm. actually who said it best was, um, Brima Lanson when she was on the show, she kind of, when I had a set, when she kind of did a mini session and was like talking to my soul, she was uh -huh. like, kind of like she was telling me about how it was a really straight line to what I wanted and she's like all you gotta do is just push off the stuff that's not aligned and mm -hmm. I really feel like that's such such a strong visual of like a desk of like all this like clutter and you just literally need to push off the stuff that's not aligned doesn't matter what anybody else thinks and like go for what you want and that is one of those things that it's like really easier said than done <laughs> But um, right. when you do have the courage to go for it, it's awesome. And that's one of the things I really see in you. And you definitely have that seeker quality and you ask the big questions and you really live very intentionally. And I feel like it's just like becoming like more and more and more and more and like morphed into, you know, what it is today and like psyche. And I feel like it's just this perfect fit for you and your personality. And I just feel like the universe has its plan the entire time and then one day you're like oh hey it like kind of came together <laughs> and it's really amazing and I feel like you're like right there right now yeah thank you that's so that's so beautiful and oh my gosh I remember I told you this after the show but that episode with Brie was so it was just so beautiful and so wonderful and I I totally agree and um and I think you sharing that also goes to show it's like we we all face that resistance when it comes to learning to honor ourselves. And I think because we receive a lot of conditioning when we're young, that, that we should default to authority or that others know best, or that we should, you know, follow societal norms or conventional norms. So it's, it's really not, <laughs> I think very few people find it that easy to really say, okay, I'm going to honor what's right for me. And I'm, I'm going to honor what my soul wants and, um, what I feel called to do, but I think it's important to 
just kind of like take that, that first step, right? That baby step of, okay, I'm going to do this thing. And then I'm going to do this thing. And you don't have to have it all figured out and you don't have to put pressure on yourself that you're not fully living that, that life where you're in complete, you know, honoring of yourself and honoring of your soul, because it is also just honoring where you are in, in your life. And, um, yeah, so, so I love the story that you shared and I super resonate with that. Thank you. Thank you. One of the things I also want to touch on is sort of how you were able to sort of make this pivot into doing this more soul-centered, creative, more like embodied healing work because you are a fellow high achiever. We have a lot of high achievers listening to this show and, you know, you interned at Intel, you worked at Microsoft uh, headquarters in Seattle, you went to Draper U, and you studied computer science at Wellesley College. And I would love to know kind of how you had the courage to branch out and get certified in Site K and choose a little bit more of that unconventional career. Because I feel like it is such a common theme for, I mean, not just myself, but like for listeners too, of like, you know, coming from this technical background or having this education, um, spending years in a career or an industry, and then all of a sudden feeling called to go towards something new that is like very different on paper than what you studied at school or what your, you know, resume has, has said that you have like X years of experience in. So can you talk a little bit more about how you had that courage to branch out? Mm, That's such a good question. And I think I'm laughing because I think my answer will not be fully what, what people are expecting. I think for me, I found Psyche because like I was experiencing a lot of anxiety back then. And that's also why it means a lot for me to work with people now to help them transform the anxiety that they experience. But, um, in some ways, experiencing it back then led me to find Psyche, right? It was like experiencing that that pain and that frustration and those that resistance led me to find Psyche. And then um, I was able to like shed all of that anxiety and all of those fears and, and limiting beliefs, which I'm very grateful for. And I think, you know, sometimes we... I'm trying to think of the best way to say this. I think sometimes we are really critical towards these parts of us that, that we don't like, right? If we are experiencing anxiety, then we have so much frustration towards the anxiety, right? Or if we are experiencing physical health issues and we really have so much judgment and so much frustration towards the physical thing that we are experiencing. But for me, I remember after I shed um, the anxiety I was experiencing and also the physical conditions that I was experiencing, I did like this, um, process. I did a lot of journaling and I thanked that old self. I thanked that self, um, because even though it was painful, like that led me to Psyche and then that led me to serving the people with this work um, that I do now. And then, so even though it was a hard part, I wouldn't have wanted it, you know, in a different way because had I not experienced that, had I not experienced 
the anxiety and the physical discomfort, I probably would not have come to Psyche at this point in my life. I probably would be doing something else. Um, and so I did this whole process where I, I thanked this former self and I told myself it's okay to let go of her now. And I acknowledge her and um, really showed her love for, for giving me the life that I have today. Um, so that's actually, I would say, how I came to this work. Um, but in terms of having the courage to do the thing for you and not for other people, I would say really like take one step, right? You don't have to do all of it <laughs> all the time and, and do it right now. You can do one step and then see how that feels and do another step and see how that feels. And the thing with doing this work that's really honoring of yourself is I think with each step, it feels more and more freeing. That's something that you actually taught me, Kelly. It's like when you do this, this soul centered work and when you do things for your soul, it's going to feel freeing and expansive. It's never going to feel constrictive and limiting. So do one step and see how that feels and then do another step and then see how that feels and be kind to yourself along the journey. And, um, the last thing I would say is also surround yourself with, with good people and good energy because for me, um, and I say this very honestly, I think Kelly, you were, I say this because like you were such a big expander for me because while I was pursuing that path, that wasn't right for me, right? Like really thinking that I had to do a certain type of work and I had to do it in a certain way. And I had to pursue society's expectations of what society, uh, success looked like. I saw that you were branching out and then pivoting from the startups that you did in the past into heal with Kelly track and then, um, moving into the mindset work and then moving into the business coaching work and seeing you evolve and change over time and talk about this soul centered work and how important it is. So for me, like that was very, very, very important. That was a huge part of my journey is seeing that there is something else out there and that it is possible for, for everyone. It's not just something for like the select few who, you know, got really lucky in life. It's really possible for everyone. Oh, well, thank you so much for sharing that. I really <laughs> appreciate that. I always, you know, feel really that I really take it to heart when people say that I have been an expander for them because like I think about my expanders and I like idolize the crap out of them <laughs> but it's so true you know you just need to find that one person who's doing it and I mean Lacey Phillips was like right on the money with the word expander because it's it's such a great mm. articulation of what it is to have a role model who is doing it and you're like oh my god I could do it too and you just need that one person and I love what you said that it is available to everybody and not just a select few and that was something that I had to learn on my journey because, you know, it's very easy. I feel like I've been writing a lot of different like little eBooks and creating new, new projects and work where I've been talking about how I used to never feel like I was good enough to go for it or that I could. And I'm sure people like look at that now and read it and think like, yeah, right. <laughs> um, but you know, I definitely had that phase where I really didn't think I could do it. And I really thought it was for a select few people. And I, I remember the people I specifically admired, and one of them was definitely Danielle Laporte, who's always been one of my biggest expanders, who's a, uh, a writer and an author from Vancouver, Canada, and I just thought she was on a totally different wavelength than me, and, you know, you just sort of need to 
kind of like honor that path and honor that journey. And then, you know, now I look at my work and like, I've been doing this business for three years now. And I realize I finally have like, I actually, I realized I was like, I have a body of work. Like I have a work and like, like it's like, it's an art, you know, it's like, it's like a thing. Like I've produced this, this thing, you know, between the podcast episodes and the courses and just like everything together. It's, it's, it's a body of work. And I was like, Oh my God, I am like Danielle Laporte. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so it's true you yeah. just need that one person to expand you and then you're kind of off to the races so I love that you shared that and I love that you shared that it is available to everybody and it's all about taking those those tiny steps to honor your mm-hmm. your soul's calling even if it's like making time to listen to a podcast you love just mm-hmm. like for one hour a day as you fold the laundry like taking time to honor the things that you you love and that you gravitate towards and that your soul is asking you to do. And I think that is Mm -hmm. such a conscious little pivot that can start opening up a lot. It's that, that choice to to spend your time doing what your soul wants you to do um, versus what you think you should be doing. So I really appreciate you sharing that. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Yeah, of course. Yeah. And then, you know, a lot of people when they are going out and building their dreams and pursuing what their soul desires, they kind of fear like, oh my God, what are people going to think of me? I'm going to get judged by other people. People are going to think I'm crazy. Did any of that come up for you? You know, as you were getting certified for Psych K and like as you were building your website, did you feel any of that sort of talk from your inner critic come up? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) That question totally, totally resonates. And so, okay, I'll, I'll say this. So, when I first worked with a facilitator, because I worked with a facilitator pretty extensively before I became, um, before I started to learn Psyche, and I worked with a few different facilitators, I thought it was just this like psychological process, right? I thought it was kind of like this new thing in like psychology and neuroscience and epigenetics that allows you to just change your beliefs. And it wasn't until I actually went through that training and went to those workshops and I was learning it that I realized like, this is a spiritual process. It's not a psychological process. It's a spiritual process with psychological benefits. That's how the originator of Psyche refers to it. And spirituality is something that it's, I think for a long time, I didn't share a lot with the closest people in my life because it wasn't something that I grew up very focused on, right? Like being spiritual and what that meant to me. And um, so when I learned Psyche and I realized like, this is a spiritual thing and um, that it's very spiritual to, to um, shed these things that aren't serving us and to become our higher selves or, you know, be on that journey of becoming these higher selves. It was a interesting thought for me of how do I want to talk about Psyche and do I want to only tell people the psychological benefits, right? So that people who aren't spiritual will also think like, oh, of course I want to do Psyche or do I want to kind of share that full picture of what it is, is in that it is spiritual and that we do work with your higher self and there are psychological benefits and that spirituality is a very important thing for me. And it's something that I didn't share with people for a long time. And 
So I think in doing this work and sharing this work, there was definitely that part of like, okay, how will people perceive me if I talk about this, especially if it was something that I wasn't used to sharing that like that the work that I'm doing is so different from what I went to school for of what I thought that I was going, going to focus on, on what I thought society deemed that I should do. Um, and one that is just such a departure from that. And then for another, that there's so much more to it than just the psychological benefits. Um, so there was this process of kind of thinking about what will other people think of me? How will I be perceived? What will people think when I talk about like the spiritual side of it and um, mind, body, spirit, right? Like I truly believe that our mind and our body, they're so interconnected. It's not like, oh, I will do this one thing for my body and it has no effect on my mind and I will do this one thing for my mind and it has no effect on my body. Like we're, it, they're just so interconnected and when you work on like these beliefs, it affects your body in the same way that when you eat foods or do whatever for your body, it also affects your headspace and, and how you, um, how you're, you know, carrying yourself out in the world. So, oh, I kind of, I kind of got lost on this, this train of thought. So, um, I will say like, yes, there was a process, but I think what I realized ultimately is if I only share a certain aspect of myself, right? Or if I dim my light in a certain way because I don't want to express the rest of myself, then I will only attract people in my life and opportunities and experiences in my life that resonate with that, that partial self or that self that I'm projecting, right? And this is something that I worked through a lot with you, Kelly, during coaching when I told you about I felt like I needed to dim my light to feel loved and dim my light to, to belong and to, um, feel like worthy and connected in the world. And it was a process to realize, like, if I show up as my whole self, not just the self that I think that I should be, um, but all of the light and also all of the darkness, everything that I am and that I embody and everything that I'm working through, then I will attract the right people and experiences to my life that really reflect that whole self. And that we think that, you know, we won't be loved or that we won't be connected when we show this full self, but it's actually, <laughs> I think both you and I have experienced this. It's actually the reverse, right? You bring in more love and more light and more connection when you do start to show your full self, um, as you are. So, you know, if people are feeling that way, it's, it's totally valid. Um, but also know that the more that you do this work, the more love you bring in, the more connection, the more light. Wow. That was so beautifully well said. Oh my goodness. I feel like people need to like rewind and listen to that and like grab a pen and paper and write that down. <laughs> that was so beautifully well said, especially around, you know, the bit around like you're when you dim your light you only showcase like uh, only a part of yourself that like partial self that small self that sort of fragment of who you are versus like you shining in your full glory and brilliance and you know that is I mean that is a whole other podcast of like making the switch to your full brilliance and like how you you know live in that 24 7 but 
Man, I think that's so true, you know, it, and I definitely know what you're saying, especially being on the flip side of, like, a person who used to dim my light all the time to try to fit in versus me standing out, being myself, like, shining bright. The love and the energy and, like, the vibration you receive back is, like, way different. I mean, you know, right. you, you meet people that you, like, are like, wow, you're like my soul friend. You know, you start having these conversations about the stuff you're really interested in. Like your life starts to sort of unfold in like more magical ways. Cause it's like, you're allowing yourself to be seen for who you really are. And yeah, I, I love that you gave yourself the permission to, you know, shine, like shine your light fully and, you know, boost up that wattage and just allow the world to see you for who you are. So I think that's, I think that's so beautiful and so well said. Oh, thank you, Kelly. I mean, that's, that's a huge testament to, to you and the work that you did, because I remember, I think it was like one of the very first coaching calls when I was telling you that I was, you know, experiencing this and, um, really working through this and you were like, okay, imagine if, if you were on a stage, right. And I think it was like, can you imagine being in the center of the stage and the whole spotlight is on you and everyone's watching and hearing what you're saying? And I was like, oh my gosh, like I cannot, I cannot be on that stage, right? Because it was just so unfamiliar for me to be fully seen in that way and to let myself be seen in that way. So, you know, all of this that we're talking about right now, I think is, is a huge testament to what you helped me work through in, in coaching, really. Oh, thank you. I'm so glad that it helped and it supported you. I would love to talk a little bit as well about how you started building this business and, you know, the fact that we did coaching together and you, you know, did your psych K certification all while you were still in college. Um, and I think this is a really important fact because I definitely have a pocket of listeners who are either in university or college or are recent grads. And I always love to bust the myth that you have to be like super old and accomplished and like have a bajillion years of experience to start something. Um, because you and I both started young, like, um, right. you got working on this while you were in college. I started building businesses like right out of university. Like, and <laughs> I, I love, I love breaking the rules of time and just, I think if you're young and if you have a dream, you might as well go for it. So for the listener who is quote, quote unquote, like more on the young side, um, AKA, you know, they don't have like 10 years of experience doing marketing before they want to open like a marketing agency. What would you say to the person listening who wants to, to build something and go for something while they are still, you know, still like in their early twenties? Ooh, that's, that's such a good question. Um, and I love what you said, breaking the rules of time. I thought that was just such a beautiful way of putting it because when you said that, I thought of Psyche and how, how fast it is, right? And that's kind of like, you know, it, it makes you think of time very differently. But anyways, um, for that person, I would say this idea that we have to be, you know, a certain age to be qualified, it's completely, that's just societal conditioning, right? That's a, a self-limiting belief. There are people who are way older than me doing Psyche, and there are also people way younger than me doing Psyche. I remember, I think one of my instructors said, like, this guy was 14 years old and learning Psyche, right? So he's so young, yeah. But, and I think I had the gift of, um, when I was, learning psyche and I was talking to this 
this wonderful friend. She's also a facilitator. Um, and she is older than me and she does have more life experience than me. And she was saying like, I don't look at you, you know, as a young person, I look at you as a fellow facilitator, right? Like age is not a direct correlation to what you're capable of. It's not a direct correlation of your worth. It's actually completely not a correlation to your, your worth because you have infinite worth. Um, you, I think you learn along the way, right? Like you do a step and then the universe shows you more and then you do another step and then the universe shows you more. And then that's how you kind of become, um, a master at your craft or an expert in, in the work that you do. And it's, it's really good. And it's really important to just take that first step. You don't have to wait till you're, um, a lot older to feel qualified. You can do a step now and then, um, see what comes and then do another step now and see how it comes. Right. Like you and I, Kelly, like our, I think our paths, like they definitely did change along the way, but they also changed as a result of us taking those action steps, right? Like doing something and then we, we pivot and then doing another thing and then pivot and see how that comes. So age is really just, it's really just a number. It has nothing to do with whether or not you're capable, whether or not you're qualified, like the world needs you, the world needs your work and what you have to offer and what you have to share. So yeah, don't, don't be afraid to, to share that. Yeah, I really agree. And I really echo what you, what you say and what you shared, because I really, I had so much shadow for a really long time about being quote unquote young. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, now I'm 26 and I still think I am quote unquote young. And this was a huge part of my shadow I had to own and work through because for so many years of my life, like I was always doing things way younger than most, even in like high school, it would be like I was in grade 10 and I'd be volunteering on a project with a bunch of kids who were in grade 12. And I always felt like I was the youngest person at the table. And I felt like that pretty much my whole life. And it was like a huge part of my shadow and shame and something I hid from the listeners for a long time. And Mm then I don't know. I just think it's, everything is like on a very, everything's on like a very different spectrum because you know, everybody comes to their lessons when they're meant to in life. I really Mm -hmm. believe that different souls have different amounts of like, you know, lessons and journey and, you know, knowledge, even before you arrive in this lifetime, like, you know, you and I are, (laughs) I'd say pretty spiritually advanced (laughs) for the average 20 something. Um, (laughs) you know what I mean? Like, it's just like age. I really don't believe in age. Back in the day, I used to believe in age. And now I just, I don't, I don't care because, you know, I was sharing this on my Instagram that you can be old and dumb, just like you can be young and successful. (laughs) Like it really can go either way. So I love that you shared that. And I always think it's important because there are people listening and I remember I wish I, I just wish I had something like this when I was fresh out of school and university and just somebody mm-hmm. saying to me like you can go for it now like you don't have to listen to like what everybody at university is telling you that you need 10 years of experience before you start your own marketing agency which is what I thought was my like big goal was build my own business once I had 10 years of experience mm-hmm. um and y- y- you just don't need that time time really is a myth so I love that you shared that and we got to touch on that because I think it's really important. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I actually, I had a very similar experience to you, like kind of being the younger person in the room for a long time. Um, I had an older sister and we were only like a year and a half apart. So 
a lot of the like extracurriculars and the classes that we did together, my parents were just like, okay, we'll, we'll just put them together. Right. So it's like, I was always like a little bit younger because everyone else was like my sister's age. And so shadow around that was, was definitely something that I had to work through too. And for a while I didn't want to tell people how old I was. And I remember when I was learning psych K, like I just felt so shy to tell people that I was in college. Um, and that was just totally shadow. And, um, I think, yeah, it's what you said. Time is a construct (laughs) and, and really like the world needs whatever it is that you have to share. Like you don't have to wait to, to share that. Mm -hmm. Totally. And you know, I, I always remind myself that like, you never know who's watching and there's people who are like younger seekers than you that are looking up to you and think you are like the bee's knees. And, you know, even in the early days when I was started to officially coach, like my clients were like, you know, years younger than me. And I was kind of like, Oh, this is really interesting. <laughs> um, but it's so true. Cause you never know who's watching you. And there are people who are, who are a little bit younger than you that want to learn from you. Cause they see you as, you know, the expert that's just a couple steps ahead. So there's, that always exists. There's always a market <laughs> and, you know, you never know who you're inspiring along the way. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely agree. Um, I want to ask a little bit, actually quick question, Dom, how are you doing for time? Do you have something right after this? Cause we're at the 12 o'clock We're at the 12 o'clock mark. I'm good on time. How about you? Okay. I'm totally fine. My next thing is at two 30, but so I don't okay. probably maybe like 10 more minutes. Does that work for you? Okay. Yes. That's perfect. Okay. Perfect. I just want to check in. Um, but I wanted to pivot a little bit and just talk about how getting coaching was supportive for you and sort of instrumental in your business building journey. So how was coaching with me helpful to you? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, (laughs) I think, mm, I think for this type of work, you don't need to know like the how, right? It's like, you have that intention and you have something to offer to the world. And for me, it was working with you, right? Because I didn't know the how of like getting a website set up and, and what that means and then getting a mailing list and um, sharing my work. I think you really showed me all of the how. And if I didn't work with you, then it would be like, oh my goodness, there's so much that I need to take care of, right? When you look at it as a whole and you're like, like when you just think of the idea of starting a business as a whole, it just seems so overwhelming and daunting, right? Because there's so much to it. But I think working with you, you really broke it down into, okay, first we're going to do this and then we're going to do this, right? It's like, first we're going to make the website, then we're going to get the domain, then we're going to set up the email, then we're going to um, do this and this and this. And you really broke it down. So there was no overwhelm and there was no um, like scary, daunting feeling. I just felt so supported and you had so much knowledge and expertise in this area that it just really, I felt like I was in, (laughs) in such good hands, I think. And it was amazing because you also, you not only provided the how, but you really, I think helped me work through all of the the mindset things that I was not aware of as well, right? Like the money mindset, which is, it's this huge, huge, huge piece. And I think through working with you, I understood why you talk about this so much and you share about this so much, because it really is something that until you bring it into full awareness, 
I think you don't realize what kind of beliefs are playing in the background, what kind of beliefs and feelings do you have associated with money and getting compensated for the work that you do and um, getting compensated for, for what you're offering to the world and feeling worthy of, of even receiving money or receiving energy in that way. So it was amazing because you had all of these steps, you had all that how, and at the same time, you also helped me with everything mindset related that, that came up with it. And so I think when people are listening to this and they're thinking about the work, right? Like, I think I've said this a couple of times in the podcast, but it's really not about the how it's about setting that intention of, okay, I'm going to do this. Right. And then I feel like the universe showed me the how, and that it led me to you and it led me to working with you and then, um, setting up the website and all of that, like that came later. But the first step was just deciding like, okay, like I have this dream and, um, I commit to myself in, in doing it. And then the rest followed and choosing to invest in myself in that way. Well, I love that so much. Thank you for, for sharing that. And I'm always, I'm always really fascinated by what people walk away with from coaching because it's very different for everybody. And even what I take away from like a coaching session from somebody or from like learning a training or taking a course, like usually it's always, it's always interesting because it's like people walk away with whatever they're supposed to learn. And it's usually, um, yes, there's like the main, main outcome and objective of like launch a business, build a course, you know what I mean? But then there's this, you know, other deeper thing where you're like, Oh, like this was like the aha moment I was really supposed to have. And I always think that's so fascinating and unique to see what it is. So thank you so much for sharing that. And yes, the money mindset bit is so key like being able to receive that divine compensation for your work and for your time and you know believing that you can make money doing what you love and I feel like that's such a big piece especially from the folks who come from a more traditional path and like conventional schooling and university and you know when you see everybody else around you going for quote-unquote more traditional jobs or like a corporate work environment being able to believe that you can make money doing what you desire. So thank you for sharing that. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I I really feel like I got what I needed from coaching with you, right? Like there was so much to it, but the parts that stuck out were the parts that I needed to learn and integrate the most. Totally. Totally. And what would you say was the most helpful thing for you in coaching? Oh, the most helpful thing, I think, The most helpful thing, I think having someone reflect that power back to me. So in the sense of like, you know, the hows and all of those were very important, but ultimately it's that step of investing myself and then you showed me that this was possible in me. So I don't know if the listeners know this, but like, I think before we started working together, for a long time, you, because we were friends for so long, right? You really, um, were very encouraging of me on this path. And, um, I remember when I was still like doing these software engineering internships and, um, I visited you in Vancouver and there was one time you were like, wait, Dom, like, have you considered doing your own thing? (laughs) I was like, I was like, oh, you know, I, I don't know, right? And it was just, it was so foreign for me at the time. And then 
when I finally did do coaching with you, it wasn't like, oh, like, I'm, I'm trying to think of how to say this. It wasn't that you made the business for me. That's not what happened. But you, I think the most important part was that you showed me that this was possible for me and for my life. And I think that's like the beautiful part of coaching. It's not the coach that does it for you. It's the power that the ref, the coach reflects back to you, right? It's the power that facilitators reflect back to you that you are capable, that you are worthy, that you are, um, fully, you know, you have the potential to do all of the things that you want in life. And it's not up to the coach. It's not up to the facilitator. Like what you did in coaching, I think was showing me that this was capable for me and for my life. And that was the most important and beautiful part of it. Oh, I'm so glad you felt that way because I feel like that's kind of sometimes all you need is just one person other than yourself to be like, yeah, you can do it. And I feel like that's what I felt in our Psych K session when I was talking to you about sort of my next new phase and my new bigger dreams and some of like the things that I've really wanted to do for a long time, but like haven't talked about a lot. Uh, you were like, yeah, I think you'd be amazing at that. And I was like, really? You think so? And sometimes it's just getting that like extra confirmation from a person outside yeah. of you that makes the entire difference. And I really feel like I totally got that from you in our site case sessions. And it's just like, it's just about having that one person that sees it and sees the vision for you and thinks it's possible and kind of just like nods their head in agreement being like, yeah, you can totally do that. So I'm so glad I was able to support you with that in coaching. Oh, thank you. And, and, you know, when we did the psyche together, like when you were telling me about these next steps, I was like, wow, yes, I can totally see Kelly doing that. Like it just, you know, maybe other people can see it, but we, we don't see it in ourselves yet, or we don't allow ourselves to see it yet. So, so yeah, everything that, that you're doing, everything that you're, you're bringing to the world, I can totally see that that happening and it, it's such a good fit too thank you thank you and then how would you describe what it's like to work with me one-on-one -on -one? any words that you would use descriptor yeah. words adjectives yeah. oh my gosh I have so many it's so it's so fun oh <laughs> good really, yeah it's really it's just so fun because you know like this energy and this this laughter and and um you know, like all this vibrance that you bring to your podcast, that's what it's like to coach with you, right? Like you know, all of the hows and you bring all of that to the, the sessions and the work, but you also have so much energy and you're, you're so, um, I think connected to your clients and you really like hold that space and you give them your full energy and full attention. So it's just, it's so, it's so wonderful. It's really such a, a fun and beautiful and, and powerful experience to work with you. Thank you. I so appreciate that. I always do my best. I always try like my absolute hardest. I always, whenever I take on clients, I have a rule that I have to make sure that like, I really believe in their potential. And like, I say no to people all the time because it's got to be like, it's kind of like when I see star potential, like I know it, I'm like, yeah, this is it. Like, I think we can really turn this into something amazing. And then I feel like it's a part of like my unfolding and my journey to help like bring these things to form. And I just love that. I think it's so much fun. So I'm so glad you feel like that. So I want to wrap this up and do a couple of little closing Q and a. So for 
the listener who's tuning in today and really wants to do her own, you know, heart-centered, soul-centered work in the world, maybe start her own business, branch out from what she had been doing before, but is very nervous to like invest in her dreams or help or like a certification um, and really truly go for it, what would you say to her? I would say I, I see you and I feel you and hear you like, you know, I've, I've been there and investing in yourself is a, it can feel very scary when you're not familiar with it, when you haven't done it before. Right. Um, for me, like investing in coaching with you, Kelly was like the first, I think it was like the first investment I really like made for myself in, in that aspect. And then since working with you, I felt more comfortable investing in facilitators and then getting certified and all of those things. But, um, it's interesting too, actually, this is like a little side piece. I remember when I told someone that I, you know, I invested in, um, like this coaching package, they were like, don't you mean bought, you bought this coaching package. <laughs> I was like, Oh, but I, I see it as an investment because I know this brings like a return to my life, right? Like I invested in this for me and I know it's bringing some value to my life. So I, I was like, I don't really see it just as like, I bought this, but I see it as like, I invested in myself and I invested in, in my dreams and my life. And so for people out there, I think like, I totally get it. It is, it is hard when, when it's unfamiliar, but I would say take one step and then see how that feels and then take another step and then see how it feels. Right. Like this is really just an accumulation of steps. It's not that you have to get it all done and you don't have to have, you know, a, a whole business up and running tomorrow, but take a step. Maybe it's like, Oh, I'm going to figure out what I have to offer or, Oh, I'm going to figure out like who it is that I can work with that can really help me. Um, or I'm going to really sit down and, and talk to some potential clients and, and see if I can bring value to their lives. And then, so do a step and then see how that feels and then do another step and then see how that feels. And I would say, go from there. I love that. That's such a great answer. And then if people want to hire you for a psych K session, how can they get in touch? How can they connect with you and how can they book you? Definitely. So you can reach me at my website. It's dominiquang.com. Um, and you can also find me on Instagram. I don't post on Instagram too often, but that's at underscore Dominique Wong. And then you can also email me dom at dominiquang.com. But I think the website and the email are probably the, the first lines of, of how you can reach me. Perfect. Amazing. And Dom has sessions up and she is available for hire, available uh, to book a session. So if you are looking at clearing some of your subconscious blocks and you want to do it in a really fun, aligned, flowy way, uh, definitely check out Psych K. And Dominism is an amazing facilitator and brings a lot of like love and energy and positivity to her sessions. So definitely, definitely worth the time. Um, and then if people want to just say hello and swing by and, you know, get in touch with you, where's your favorite place to connect online? Ooh, that would be Instagram then. Um, underscore Dominique Huang is my handle. Yeah, definitely say hi on Instagram. 
Cool. I will put all the links in the show notes so the listeners can find you. And thank you so much for coming on the show today, Dom. This was so nice to talk to you and such a pleasure to chat. I really love chatting with you all the time. And I feel like whenever you speak, it's like these really articulate, beautiful words of wisdom flow out from your mouth. And I just, I just love listening to you. And I love, you know, all the things you've created and just I've been very honored to watch your shifts and pivots and changes over the years and I'm just very proud of you so congratulations on the launch of your business and I am so excited for everything that awaits in your future oh thank you so much Kelly thank you for everything oh you are so welcome this is wonderful thank you so much you're so welcome so my friends, I so hope you've loved this episode today. I love Dom. I've loved working with Dom. She's so amazing. And if you are considering doing a Psych K session and you want to learn a little bit more about this modality, go send her a message, work with her. It's so fun and it's so cool. And you can transform your beliefs in seconds. It's unreal. So yes, she is the Psych K facilitator I recommend and I have so loved working with. And I really hope if this modality calls and speaks to you that you reach out to Dom. So my friends, that is the show for you today. And P.S. If you want to take the quiz called What's Your Zone of Genius, you can go find that at kellytrack.com slash genius. That's kellytrack.com slash genius. All right, my friends, and I'll catch you back here soon. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening today. If you love this episode, please take a second to share it with somebody that you know needs to hear this message. And if you feel so called and so moved, please write an honest review of what you think about this podcast in iTunes and leave me some stars. That would truly help me out on my journey to helping millions and millions of people. And until next time, have a lovely day and I'm so excited to see you back here soon.